This is Josh Brown. Thanks for joining us for this special first Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio. We have a very special treat for you today. On this edition of Jesus is Real Radio, Executive Creative Arts Pastor Jason Ritchie of Crossroads Community Church will be talking with Lead Pastor Daniel Fusco about a hot topic today, the refugee crisis. This is a highly politicized and publicized issue facing the body of Christ. Where should we stand? How do we wade through all the rhetoric we hear in the media? Now, with today's special edition of Jesus is Real Radio, here's Pastor Jason. Thanks for joining us for this special first Friday edition of Jesus is Real Radio. My name is Jason Ritchie. I'm the executive pastor of Creative Arts here at Crossroads Community Church in Vancouver, Washington, and I'm excited to be joined in the studio today by my pastor, Pastor Daniel Fusco, our lead pastor at Crossroads. Daniel is the author of two books, Ahead of the Curve and the latest, greatest book, Honestly, Getting Real About Jesus and Our Messy Lives. Daniel can be heard every week on the Real with Daniel Fusco show. And if you want to check that out, go to his website at danielfusco.com and you can watch the current episode on the media page. So Daniel, thanks for coming in and joining me today. Pastor Jason, it's good to be with you. It's good to be with everybody in Jesus's Real Radio land. I hope that you are well. I pray that you are experiencing God's grace in new and exciting ways and you're walking in the spirit, seeking not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. Good to hear it, Pastor Daniel. So let's get things started out right today as we come together. Would you open us in prayer today? Oh, I would love to. Lord, I want to thank you so much for your grace. It makes this relationship possible. Lord, we admit that we are rebels and we've rebelled against you and your kingdom. But Lord, you have invited us into your family through the finished work of Jesus. And we just want our lives to be a response to you, Jesus. We want Jesus's name to be lifted up in who we are, in how we live. And God, will you make us salt and light in a world that is in such desperate need of that salt seasoning to bring out the flavors, the God flavors of the earth and in a world full of darkness where there's such a need for light. So God, we give you all the glory and bless our time together. And we ask it in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Thanks, Daniel. So tell us, what is the latest with your new TV show, Real, that we were talking about earlier? Well, you know, it's been such an amazing experience thus far uh, being on TV. What God has been doing is he's been reaching lost people through the Real with Daniel Fusco TV show. And God has really begun to clarify for us a vision of, God's really called us to be uh, missionaries on media, whether it's the radio or the television. And we just want to go on out into the, the highways and byways and invite people who are outside the church to check out Jesus. And God has been doing such cool things. And so we're super excited about where we are right now and with what God is doing. God is opening up some cool doors. And as the Bible said, God 
God has opened doors that no one can shut. God shuts doors that no one can open because he's got the keys of David. And so we are just enjoying walking through the doors that God is opening for us. And uh, we're going to just jump in that space and, and, and talk about the real Jesus and real problems and the real solutions that we find in the scriptures. Absolutely. And if, if you guys are listening now wondering, where can I see this? You could go on the website, danielfusco.com and look for station listings. See if it's playing somewhere near you, or if not, you can find us on Roku or you can find us on the website itself if you want to play the media player there. We'd love for you to join us. That is so awesome. And, you know, as we get together today, uh, the TV show brings to mind something that's going on. We see a lot of action on TV that, people are concerned about what is called the refugee crisis. It's, it's one of those things that has gripped our country in a way that we haven't seen many things lately grip our country. And it's something that we want to talk about. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Pastor Daniel, with all the talk about Muslims and refugees that's going on today, what do you think about all that? Well, you know, Jason, I have a lot of thoughts about it. And the thoughts that I have exist on many different levels. So in one way, you know, my job is, our job as Christians is to pray for our president and their administration. And at the same time, our job as Christians is to shine the light of Jesus everywhere. And so as a church family, we've made a commitment a long time ago that we are going to engage uh, people who are, who have been raised Muslim with the message of the good news of Jesus. And we're going to engage them in any way possible. And that includes we've been serving refugees here uh, in and through Crossroads for many, many years now. And so it's it's I think what I want to start with is the fact that we live in a culture where uh, you can't discuss things with nuances. And I think we need to... At the same time, we need to remember that our culture was founded on uh, the receiving of people who are fleeing persecution. And at the same time, we need to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. So we want to have a nuanced position. Really what we want to have, we want to have a political position because right now refugees and Muslims in the political arena is being obscured by what the gospel message is. And so we want to have a a gospel response to these things, not a uh, partisan politics response. And so we really need nuanced responses and every way that people are responding, especially in the media and as it relates to politics, uh, it, it completely misses the heart of Jesus, I believe. So you're talking about a response and I agree with that so much. It's taking uh, what we talk about and putting it into action. It's taking what we hear when we study the word, when we hear from you, when we hear from pastors at churches, and we say, what does this look like to be the hands and feet of Jesus? You talked about how the church, Crossroads, is specifically reaching out and serving refugees. Do you have any stories, or, or could you share with us more what that looks like to reach out practically? Sure. So, you know, because God had given us a, a heart and a vision to bring the good news of Jesus to some of the least engaged people in the world, the Muslim people around the world, uh, we realized very quickly that God was sending the nations to us. Uh, Portland, Oregon, which uh, we have a campus there you know, both in Vancouver and in, and in, and in Portland, 
we've been receiving refugees for many, many years, and we connected with a local organization who was one of the, the main drivers of resettling refugee families. This was now almost three years ago. And we went to them and said, hey, we would like to be involved. How can we help? And, and now, some almost three years later, we have completely helped to resettle families. Like just in the last couple of weeks, there was an Afghani family who fled for their lives uh, a long, long time ago. They ended up in a refugee camp. They ended up here in our area. We helped resettle them. We gave we gave them everything. They didn't have a bed. They didn't have dressers. They didn't have any sort of dishware. They didn't know where the stores were or how it all works. I mean, someone's being forcibly removed from their homeland, from their country, uh, based on a war that they didn't really choose to be involved in. And now they end in a place they don't know how anything works. And so we come alongside them with very practical needs, uh, both uh, things like beddings and all these different things, but also just uh, interpersonal relational needs. We bring them to the store. We show them how this all works. And it gives us an opportunity to build relationships. We want to demonstrate the gospel so that we have an opportunity to proclaim the gospel. We want to show them this is the heart of Jesus, where Jesus embraces us as we are, where we are, and brings us to where we've never been before. And so we have all sorts of stories like that. There's a, a couple in our fellowship, a retired educators. We have an Iraqi family who we helped uh, to get settled into our area and their teenage child had never really been in school. They'd been in and out of refugee camps. And so there's some retired educators and they're giving them 360 degrees of care as a family, tutoring this young child, uh, this teenage child, so that they can succeed and excel in school because they hadn't been in school regularly. So there are so many needs and so many opportunities for people who are already here as refugees. So we just see it as a wide open opportunity. Now, before I leave this, I think it's important to say that a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't help refugees. You should help Americans. Look, we're doing all sorts of people for homeless uh, veterans. We're doing so much in so many areas. So this isn't the only area we're serving in, but this isn't a wide open area that we we hear Jesus say, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And we say, if I was a refugee in another place, how would I want the people of God to treat me? And we're just seeking to meet them and treat them as we would want to be treated if we were in their situation. Yeah, amen. And you know, when we talk about refugees, sometimes it helps to to hear what it looks like and feels like to be a refugee and how desperate that situation could be. And I know you have a story about a specific person who you know well because she helps out with our staff at Crossroads. And it's a powerful story of, of what it looks like to feel like, where can I fit in? And, and God leads her to a place of reaching out in a way that I just think is, is blowing, blowing us away with how dynamic it is. Can you share more about her story? Oh yeah, I love this story because here at Crossroads and really the ministry of Jesus is real on the radio and real with Daniel Fusco, it's, it's all about us simply responding to Jesus. We talk about this all the time. Every program you hear me say, because of this, this is the response or what? how are we responding to this? So there's a, a, one of our sisters here at Crossroads. She's been on our staff for the last couple of years and she's been really working in, we call it Love Now. It's it's our social compassion and outreach arm of Crossroads. It's an enormous ministry. We do so many different things. And she's been working in that area. And as we've engaged in this work with refugees, she's as, a, as an older gal, she'd been saying to herself, Lord, what would you have me do? And God began to birth in her heart a couple years ago that maybe God, maybe God wanted her to take a step of faith to be a foster parent for a refugee child. And so she began now about a year ago to, you know, interfacing with all the different government agencies. And literally right now she is expecting 
a teenage refugee who's going to be moving into her home and she's going to foster. And, and it's so powerful for us because she's literally starting to transition off of our staff because God has invited her to take steps of faith. She's taken those steps and God is opening up the most extraordinary doors. Now that's just one story of one person. But what I always tell people is that the gospel demands a response. Because Jesus is real and he's alive, he wants us to respond. And I think what's going on is because of the way it is politically today with the deep divisions in our countries on an issue of refugees, people are not responding to Jesus. They're responding to the news media. They're responding to a polarized political climate and Jesus is not getting the face time he deserves in the heart of us as, as his kids. And so to see my sister taking these bold steps, they're not bold for her. She's just simply responding. Jesus asked her to do one thing he, and she did it. Jesus asked her to do the next thing and she did it. Now she's like, I'm about to receive a teenage refugee foster child into my home who I'm going to invest in their life to see what God wants to do. It's so powerful. It's such a beautiful story. Yeah. Wow. It's just it's just inspiring to hear a story like that. So a lot of us, as we sit and listen, we want to be open to what God is saying to us. And, and we hear him saying, you know, go and, and be my hands and feet to the least of these. Uh, but we have a question. Some people are wondering, what about our safety? So many people hear that, you know, these people want to hurt us or, or these people, uh, maybe they shouldn't come into our country, let alone right into our home or into our life. Um, what do we, what do we, uh, how do we look at that question? How do we, how do we answer that question? Well, I think we answer that question. Jesus said that we should be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. And so in a lot of ways, I, I really respect the position of our president and his administration saying that if we're going to let people into the country, we should do our best to vet them as, as best as possible. Because you see what's going on in different places in the world. There is uh, a radical element to Islam that is hurting people. And so we don't want to just bury our heads in the sand and pretend like that's not real. But at the same time, we don't want to punish everybody for the extremism of some. You know, I've traveled a lot in the world and I, I know many people who are Muslim and they are not looking to hurt and kill people, but there are people who are. And so we do need to be wise and we need to be concerned about our safety. Now, at the same time, we also need to remember that safety is not the highest ideal in the life of a Christian the gospel is. Jesus is. And Jesus' own life was radically unsafe. Now, don't get me wrong. Only Jesus was called to die for the sins of the world. But you look at the testimony of the apostle Paul. He did not choose safety and security. He chose the, the message of the gospel expanding out from his life. You can read scores and scores of missionary biographies. And if you're listening, I would encourage you, read about Hudson Taylor. Read about Adoriam Judson. Read about William Carey. Read about Gladys Aylward or Amy Carmichael. Read about Jim Elliot. There's all these different missionaries who have forsaken safety and security for the cause of the gospel. And we read stories and we get inspired by their lives because they put themselves at risk for the cause of something bigger than themselves. And so we, we're, we're constantly, we're not trying to balance these things, but we are managing the tension between we need to be safe and we want to be safe. We don't want to see more acts of terrorism on American soil. And at the same time, we want to 
meet the people who are the most vulnerable, who are in the most horrible of situations. And Jesus separated the sheep from the goats. When I was thirsty, you gave me a cup of cold water. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. And and, and they said, hey, Lord, when did we do that to you? He said, if you do it to the least of these, my brethren, you do it unto me. And so there is a tension there. And I know we all just want to have it either yes or no, but I think that the cause of the gospel causes us to manage that tension or grapple with the tension of wanting to be safe, not wanting to be naive, but also of still wanting to embrace and serve people who are the most vulnerable. Yeah. And as you're talking about the gospel in action, it reminds me of a message you shared recently at a conference you were speaking at, and you were you were challenging people with something that that some of them were like, wow, that's that's blowing my mind. It was it was about the gospel without words. Can you talk a little bit about that uh, to our audience today? Sure. I mean, I was given the topic, you know, loving without words, the gospel without words. And we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So so in the Bible, there is a a, a very profound uh, focus on gospel proclamation. We need to use words and we want to use words. And we, God's given us his word in a book so that we would have. And that's why if you listen to the Jesus is Real program, I'm always teaching you the Bible. I'm not just giving you my opinion. This is what it says. But in order to proclaim the gospel with a lot of people, you need to demonstrate the reality of the gospel in our own life, in the way that we live, in the way that we love, in the way that we serve, so that it opens up the doors for the proclamation. So we're not saying we want to demonstrate the gospel because we're afraid to use the words. We're saying we want to love without words so that we can also tell you why we do it. And I think for for uh, Muslims, for refugees, we have to show them that we love them. We have to show them that we are safe and kind and, and self-sacrificial so that we can tell them that the reason we're like this is because we believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And so the demonstration ends up building the relational bridge so that we can proclaim. And in sharing that at this conference, I was telling, listen, if we want to reach the lost today, their, their ear is deaf to preaching because they haven't met any Christians who they actually think are good people. So we need to show them the hands and feet of Jesus, the, the, the works of Jesus so that we can tell them why we do these things. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't proclaim from the beginning, but in those areas where there's not an open door for proclamation or there's they're turning a deaf ear to the the message, let's show it to them so that they'll say, so I don't get why you're like this. And, you, and, then, you, and then they've opened the door so that you can share with them the message. And I find, and we found that here in the Portland and, and Vancouver metro area where we're serving and ministering, that the gospel demonstration is opening up enormous doors so that we can share the good news with words, the gospel message that Jesus is real. And there are wanting to hear it because they're asking why. So if people in the audience are thinking, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. I want to be part of that. I want I want to be the, the gospel lived out in real life. I want to be the best version of the Bible that some people will ever read. If they're thinking, what would that look like? Can you give some practical steps? How can I help refugees you're talking about? How can I step in and make a difference? What do you recommend? Well, first I always recommend prayer. And the reason I recommend prayer is because God is, he's God and and we're supposed to, he's the head and we're the body. And so the body goes wherever the head tells it to go. And each one of us has unique giftings and talents. And so I don't just want to say, go first you need to pray and say, Lord, how do you want to use me in your world today? What do you want to do? How do you want to use me in your world today? 
and then we step into that. So one of the ways if you want to be involved is we would love to have you help us here at Crossroads. Even though maybe we're not in the same community, we have a very extensive outreach to refugees in our in our area. And we could use resources. We could use prayer. Contact Crossroads Community Church. Our department's called Love Now because we're giving love now locally, regionally, nationally, and globally. Also, in in every major metropolitan area, there are organizations who are helping with refugees right now. What I have learned is that every organization that's helping refugees is underfunded, they are understaffed, they're in need of volunteers, they are in need of help. Like when we got involved in our area, very quickly we became the go-to contact for this organization because of our size and the things that we could offer. And we're the first people they call. They get a new family, they call us. They know we're ready and willing to help. And so they need your help. And there's organ like right now someone asked me, well, I've been protesting. And I'm like, look, peaceful protest is a great thing as long as it's peaceful, you know? But I'm like, but there's so much more we can do. You can hold this sign or you can actually help a refugee you know and so there's nothing worse than letting more refugees in and these organizations are still underfunded they're still under resourced so be the hands and feet of Jesus and what I also want to tell you is don't worry about how big the problem is because I always think of Teresa of Calcutta who we know more commonly as Mother Teresa she said if you want to feed 100 people start with just one and if you want to help refugees just take a small step of faith and see what God's going to do and as you're faithful there God will give you more and more opportunities we didn't end up where we were as, as, as a church family, giving God's love to refugees. We didn't start there. We started with just, we want to help. How can we help? And then things move from there. But it all begins with prayer. It all begins with prayer. Yeah, we all need reminders for that prayer. Um, you're, you're talking about praying, and I know I'm like like everybody else. You have those, those things you want to pray for all around the world, uh, people in your lives, but sometimes you don't even remember. And that's why I'm excited that uh, you've had us create something that's a, a tool that helps us remember to pray for what's going on in the refugee crisis today. And we're going to hear a little bit about that in just a minute from our team member, Josh. But we are just uh, getting ready to come to the end of our time together. And before we end, um, I want to make sure that we take time. Would you pray for us and for those being persecuted, uh, the refugees, our government leader, all that stuff? Uh, let's let's pray together as we uh, come to the end of our time. Well, let's bow our heads in our hearts, unless you're driving, of course, and you keep your eyes on the road. Lord, I want to thank you so much that you have seen this cultural moment in America, in the world. Lord, you see this refugee crisis. You see that there are people being persecuted. You see that there are wars and rumors of wars. And Lord, you see that right now in the United States, there is a, a deep division as to what we should do. And so God, first I ask for all of our elected officials at whatever place in government that you would give them supernatural wisdom by your spirit. You would deepen their walks with you and you would show them your will for these decisions. God, we give you every person who is persecuted and everyone who is a refugee. And we ask for your protection and your provision. We ask for your grace in their life. And we ask that you would reveal Jesus to them personally. And Lord, for each one of us who is listening, we don't want to be part of the problem. We want to be part of the solution. So Lord, will you lead each one of us into your perfect plans and your perfect work that we would be about. And we love you, God, and we ask it all in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. You know, pa Pastor Jason mentioned, 
we all need reminders to pray. And Josh is going to come on in just a moment. We've created these leather bracelets that say real on it. And the reason we created those is because I want everyone to remember that we have real problems and we have real situations, but we have real solutions in the real Jesus. And so as I wear my real bracelet, every time I see it, I stop and I pray for the real situations that are going on in the world. So Josh is gonna tell you about that. I want you to get one of those so that you can be part of God's solution for the world that we live in and the situations we're dealing with. Thank you so much, Pastor Daniel, for joining us today. That was so insightful. I'd like to turn it over now to Josh for more information about that real bracelet offer. Like Pastor Jason mentioned, the team here at Crossroads has created a very simple tool to help you pray and help those in need. Truly, the plight of refugees is urgent. Throughout the month of March, we want to make available to you the same leather bracelet that Pastor Jason and Pastor Daniel mentioned. It simply says real on it. When you wear this bracelet, you'll be reminded of the real issues that people all over the world are facing, as well as the fact that Jesus is real. For anyone who supports Jesus is Real Radio with a gift of $20 or more, we will send you the real bracelet as a thank you. Plus, a portion of your gift will go directly to help out refugees, the same people Pastor Daniel was sharing about in today's program. Your support today will take the message we heard and put feet to your faith, demonstrating the love of Jesus that we want to share with everyone who needs it. To receive your own real bracelet, check out JesusIsRealRadio.com and click on the Partner option in the main menu. There's a two-fold purpose this month. First, your support of Jesus Is Real Radio helps us continue to provide programming like you heard today on this station. And secondly, you'll be providing much-needed support to the very people that Pastor Daniel was talking about, the refugees. You'll be putting feet to your faith. Again, that's all available at JesusIsRealRadio.com. Well, thanks for joining us today. Please remember to pray for the poor, oppressed, the refugees, and less fortunate. Until next time, may God bless. Me.